Okay, imposter syndrome. Do you experience it? Hate it? Feel it show up all the time? Can't wait to get past it? Well, I discovered something, or have been discovering something recently, in that a lot of the people I deal with who are in businesses that are a bit further down the line than mine, have been in business for decades longer than me, and even Jordan Peterson, I read recently in his book that I'm currently halfway through, they all still experience imposter syndrome. You don't outgrow it, it doesn't go away, you almost have to get good at taking it with you, which kind of made me think, what if we were actually looking at imposter syndrome all wrong? If it's something that we're meant to outgrow or get past, why are even the greats still experiencing it? And then I thought maybe we're actually thinking about it all wrong and this little pessimistic voice we all seem to carry around inside of our heads might actually be the key to our success rather than something we're succeeding in spite of. So took a bit of a dive into that thought in this episode and I wanted to share my challenge to you. Right, without further ado, let's jump in. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and I'm still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. share something with you um, in regards to what we know as imposter syndrome and whether we should actually really be calling it that. So reading fabulous Jordan Peterson right now, Beyond Order, and something that he said jumped out at me, it wasn't necessarily one of his profound kind of quotable things, something he actually said about himself. Um, so he writes in Rule 6, he says when, so he's talking about when he runs into people on the street and the feedback they give and how grateful they are to him for his for his work. He says, when we meet one-on-one, -on -one, people also tell me that they enjoy my lectures and what I've written because what I say and write provides them with the words they need to express things they already know but are unable to articulate. I'm frequently plagued with doubts about the role that I'm playing, so the fact that people find my words exist in accordance with their deep but heretofore unrealised or unexpressed beliefs is reassuring helping me maintain faith in what I have learned and thought about and have now shared so publicly. That's Jordan Peterson saying he still gets imposter syndrome. I am frequently plagued with doubts about the role that I am playing. This is a guy who sold two, got two best-selling books and there's a third, like there's another one he's written, Maps of Meaning, I think. I don't think it's been as big as the Rules for Life ones. He's packed out stadiums. He has spoken to billions of people either on stages or through videos or lectures or podcasts or university tours this guy has become wildly successful and he still gets frequently plagued with doubts about the role that he's playing so what i took away from that was that and like this has also come off the back of speaking to a lot of other people um in like the marketing game small business game business coaches things like that 
everyone I speak to, no matter how new or old their business is, they still get um, this imposter syndrome. Um, so obviously it doesn't go away. Obviously it's something you need to learn to take with you. And so part of me wonders whether... One thing I've learned over the last couple of years especially is how important language is and how important word association is. Um, so maybe this thing that happens to us, the this, this little sort of doubting voice that we fear, we think is trying to tear us down and erode our confidence, maybe it's been misnamed as imposter syndrome. Because let's have a look at the language. Imposter means fraud. Um, you know, it's someone who's pretending to be something they're not. And you're not doing that. So it's, and syndrome is like an illness or something that's wrong. So we're all carrying around this thing in us that we're calling imposter syndrome. And it's like a double whammy of negative connotations. It's, we've, we're sick and there's something wrong with us and we think we're acting like a fraud. And I'm wondering whether if we keep labeling it imposter syndrome, it's just making it worse and we're not actually seeing the true value of whatever that thing is. <clears throat> what if instead we gave whatever this thing is a brand new name based on what it actually does for us? So if someone like Jordan Peterson gets imposter syndrome, obviously it's it's not going away. It's not something that he needed to be cured of or something he grew out of or left behind. So maybe it's a little voice that's keeping you humble. Maybe it's a little voice that's poking holes in your ideas just to just so you can take a moment to reframe, refresh, and make sure they're solid. Does your marketing feel less like a fun way to talk about your business and more like a really hard job that you're avoiding? Well, did you know that you could be automating large parts of your small business marketing so you could focus on the bits you love, like sharing information, educating your customers, and showing them all the fun and cool ways they can do business with you? Well, I've put together a free PDF guide showing you all my go-to apps for small business marketing on autopilot. Yes, that's right. You can put large parts of your small business marketing completely on autopilot so they can be working for you 24-7 while you sleep, while you're spending time with your family, or while you're serving customers, or even just spending time on a bit of self-care. <laughs> Jokes, we, we don't have self-care around here. But you should. So how are you going to get started doing that? Well, the next best step is to start automating parts of your marketing. If you want to know more about how you can get your hands on my guide, head over to my website, go to the resources section and pop your details in. I'll send one straight to your inbox. That's my free downloadable PDF with my go-to apps for small biz marketing on autopilot. Head over to the website and grab yours now. My, um, my husband has an uncle who's an auntie who've done, they've done really well for themselves. Um, and he has a, th my husband's uncle has a, um, a theory called 10 questions. And I'd heard about this a few years ago and I wasn't quite sure. I, one day I asked him, what are your 10 questions? And he's like, well, what the 10 questions are, are actually relevant. Um, it's more about, can I make you jump your idea through 10 hoops and it still stick out the other side, basically. And I think it's important that we all have something like this in our lives because not all ideas are pearlers. Like, we all know that. We've all had ideas that halfway and we've gone, oh, I wish someone had told me this was a crap one. Um, <clears throat> so having someone who cares about you and cares about your success honestly question your ideas, not for the intent of tearing them apart, but for the intent of putting them in front of you and collaboratively, objectively, looking for faults, not to make it collapse but to make it better like a conceptual research and development phase that's really valuable like that's how we 
learn, grow, don't rest on our laurels, don't get to the point where we think our cup is full. So maybe this imposter syndrome, we all keep labeling it as, maybe that is actually inbuilt R&D department, you know? That's our inbuilt, inbuilt fact checkers, much like that term now too. Um, yeah, so maybe we need to stop referring to that hesit that feeling of hesitation, that feeling of not being good enough. Maybe we need to stop calling it imposter syndrome because we're labeling ourselves as frauds and there's something wrong with us when we say, oh, I have imposter syndrome. I'm trying to be something that I'm not and there's something wrong with me and I'm sick. Neither of those things are true. And you can obviously take this with you to great heights of success. So maybe a, maybe a bit of like a language reframe is kind of what we need when we're in these moments. And it's like, you know what? My internal R&D is just kicking in and I just need to take a moment and... <clears throat> remember my expertise and remember why I'm doing this and remember my thoughts and feelings around what I'm about to say and do and just reaffirm that yes I believe this for these reasons or I'm going to do this for these reasons so maybe it's like a maybe it's like a little built-in reminder to stop check reflect and go yep and move forward confidently because your inner R&D department has gone hold up let's just check it for leaks before we send it to market so that's what I'm going to do I'm going to start referring to it not as imposter syndrome, but as my internal R&D department. My research and development team up here just wants to check it for leaks before it goes to, before it kits the market. And that, that changes the tone of how we think about this. Suddenly it's not inner doubt, my inner critic, um, my fears, my, my insecurities. We're not, it's not all that. It's just, there's a part of my head that just wants to just run their eye over this again before we, before we take it public. Um, and that's great. Like, that's a fantastic thing to have. And maybe it's, it's things like that that make us successful in business. It's the ability to stop and self-assess before we take things, before we go live with something. It's the ability to be highly self-reflective and highly, not self-critical, but you don't give yourself any free kicks. Because we know that if we lie to ourselves here in this moment before we hit the stage with whatever we're taking out there. It's only gonna it's only gonna make itself known out there in front of people. So it's better we have these quiet, reflective moments before we get out there on stage with whatever it is that we're doing, to check it for leaks, to make sure it's sound, to make the ideas sound, to make give ourselves the ten question treatment and make ourselves jump through a few hoops. Maybe it's this misnamed imposter syndrome that's what's got us here in the first place, in a good way. So it's my challenge to you guys. Stop calling it imposter syndrome. It's a rubbish name. Serves no one. It's your internal R&D department. And if Jordan Peterson's anything to go by, you and your R&D department can go all the way to the bank and hire. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy. Did this episode happen to spark an idea in your business brain? I'd love to hear how this topic helped you. So take a screenshot of you listening right now, post it to Instagram and tag me at meredithpage.me and tell me in the caption what your big takeaway was from this episode. Thanks guys. See you next time.